This is the Birth Village Podcast. Welcome back to the Birth Village Podcast. I am Morgan Brower, and I am here today with Kelly Curtis, who is a doula here in Southern Utah. Say hi, Kelly. Hey, guys. She is here with us today. She she had a birth very recently, and so she's going to share some of that story with us. But she's mostly here so that we can get to know her. She's got a lot of cool stories and a lot of cool stuff to share. And so we're going to talk about all of it and everything. <laughs> um, so what what made you what was your first initial like interest in birth Ooh, i would i was just obsessed with babies from literally the time i can remember i'm the oldest of like 50 some grandkids on my mom's side and 40 some grandkids on my dad's side (laughs) so i've just been immersed in that since i can ever remember um my favorite show growing up was a birth story on TLC. <laughs> yeah. I would like get home off the bus and go home and watch it. <laughs> like it was just my favorite show ever. I thought it was so cool that you could have a water birth, like have a baby in the water. Um, so just literally from the time I could remember, I was obsessed with birth. That's so fun. So when did you, I, I know that at a youngish age, you started sort of attending birth or oh, being present when, yes, when yes, some kids my, were born. I have an aunt that's a just a couple years older than me, um, and she had a baby when I was 16 years old and asked me to attend that to kind of just like take pictures and kind of like document. Okay. Um, but yeah, I was there for the whole thing, and it was awesome. That's really cool. So 16 yeah. years old. Uh-huh. Ooh, and how many years ago was that? Now, not Ooh, to age you, but... <laughs> 11 years. Okay. <laughs> so. so you've been kind of attending birth for 11 years yeah, now. Yep. Then she had another baby, and then I have a little sister that was born when I was 18, and that was awesome. I was there for that. I had a couple of friends that had babies that I attended, um, so I attended a few births, like seven or eight maybe, before I became an official doula. Whoa. And so did you even know what a doula was back then when you were going to no I always knew that I wanted to be a labor and delivery nurse okay. that was like kind of my goal um but I I didn't know what a doula was <laughs> I probably would have just started right into that if yeah I did. yeah well okay so then uh, timeline wise you're starting to attend births when you're like 16 you're getting into maybe wanting to be a labor and delivery nurse. I know you talked about being a CNA. Why don't you tell us a little bit oh, about yeah. that? Um, just some prerequisites to be uh, to be an RN is to get your CNA. And so I got that when I was in high school. I just went and took the um, classes after school because if you were a high schooler, they would pay for your tuition. Oh, so it was nice. Okay. At um, DXATC, I took that class. And um, so I started doing that. And then... Um, working in the in a care home and then eventually did home health and things like that so at what point were you like okay I'm going to take a pause from this like route towards nursing okay so yes I did two semesters of college as well for just like general ed Mm -hmm. um and then I did like anatomy and physiology and and uh was doing chemistry stuff like that to like mark all of my check boxes to get into nursing school um and like I said my sister was born when I was 18 so I was a senior in high school so I would go to school on a days and then I would babysit my sister on b days (laughs) and so she had a second babysitter and then me um and then like 
as when I did home health, it was kind of a private pay. And so I could kind of do whatever I wanted. Um, and I would take her with me because the old people loved her. You yeah. know, she was just a little baby. She'd sleep. She'd take a nap, you know, hang out in her car seat, give her some food. It was easy. And then as she got older and, you know, was getting into things and making a mess. So I was kind of like, uh, I can't take you with me anymore. <laughs> and my mom's like, well, yeah, we kind of need more of like a steady babysitter. And I was like, I'll do it. I'll do it. Like, I just loved her so much. She was just my little, my little second, or I was her little, like, second mom. Yeah. (laughs) So she, I loved her so much. Um, And I was like, I'll do it. I volunteer, you know. So I had just gotten married, um, and we had a little apartment. And so I started just watching her and hanging out with her. My mom paid me because she's like, I'd have to pay babysitter anyways. (laughs) And so I just ended up doing that. And then word of mouth was like, hey, uh, you're watching kids. Do you want to watch my kid? You know, mm, cause I was mm-hmm. kind of in, I had a couple kids who, or friends who had kids, um, or my friend's older siblings or something, yeah. you know? So it's like, Hey, so I started watching a couple kids at my house and then that turned into like 10 <laughs> and then <laughs> it was like, well, okay. Um, on one day a week, I'll go do my clients, my patients sure. for home health. And then I will, uh, just babysit the rest of the days. And so I was able to just stay home with my little sister Oh, and I did that for the last seven years and then um but yeah my classes got on hold because I was like well I'm not going to school yeah. I'm watching my sister all these things so it, yeah. do you love that I do, do you love you love child care yes okay. it's so fun it's not for everybody but for it is for some people yeah and I the people it. who are good I, at it and love it are <laughs> are just angels yes. <laughs> that's awesome all right so then you're watching these kids now I know that your first birth experience is coming up so why don't you just jump us straight into that (laughs) um just kind of go through your timeline I guess yes yes so I wanted a baby right away I was like let's do this honeymoon baby I'm for it like I don't I knew my husband for a while before we got married so we had kind of already gotten did you like meet in high school yeah oh yep we did and and we were just friends you know and then and we dated and got married um so I don't know I felt like we knew each other and I was ready I was ready for a baby and uh we didn't prevent anything for a while and didn't end up getting pregnant I thought it was easy I didn't know anything I was like yeah whatever (laughs) you just have a baby just Um, get pregnant it's like not a thing (laughs) (laughs) and then uh a year after we were married still not pregnant I thought things were kind of weird um and then you know talking to my uh, primary care doctor he's like well it can take you know 12 to 18 months for a normal couple to get pregnant I'm sure like, okay sounds good so you know still not preventing we're like okay and then uh, anyways I was like well let's just start seeing somebody and so you know we we were running all the tests things like that and uh I was fine everything was good with me per se <laughs> and yeah. then you know because um, they as always far do as female know, first I know yeah well and it's like just depending on where you're at, you know, in your cycle or where <laughs> yeah. you're, you know, just all yeah, the yeah. testing and stuff can be crazy. So we didn't do too much of that. Um, but then my husband had like low sperm count, um, sperm morphology, a few things mm. there. We were like, okay. Um, I had a friend was like, you should try this fertility friendly lubricant. And I'm like, okay. So sh- it was 23 months of not preventing. It yeah. was like about... Oh, probably 12 of those months of like trying to actively yeah. have a baby. Um, and anyways, that worked the first month. So <laughs> that is so crazy. <laughs> so crazy. And like, yay, we're so glad. But <laughs> <I> like <laughs> pre-seed, it's what it's called. Fertility yeah. friendly lubricant. So that Where do you worked. get it? It's at Walmart. 
okay. Walgreens, whatever. Love that. <laughs> she just gave it to me. I was like, this worked for us. You should try it. I'm like, because okay. I was in a dark place after 23 months of trying to yeah. have a baby. You're pretty bummed. That, I mean, two years. That's oh, a long time. Yeah, it was really hard. And on um, some of my friends having babies and uh. or like, you know, sister-in-law's getting pregnant. My um, mother-in-law ended up having a baby (laughs) during this time and I was like oh my gosh nothing against them because I was so happy for them no but it makes you feel things hard yeah it was so hard and then the watching all these kids and then they all go home at the end of the day Mm. you know because I would have these kids sometimes 10 hours a day 11 hours a day wow and then I'm just like oh like then my house is quiet and I'm reminded that like Mm. oh my gosh we've been trying to have a baby for so long to me that was a long time I know people try way harder than that or longer than that but Anyways, that was great. And you got to a point where you had done the, your husband had done the tests to know yes. about the sperm count. Yes. Yep. So what they, were they recommending to you at that point? He tried Clomid, tried a couple rounds of Clomid. Um, Which is what you take. No, he took it. Really? Yeah. So I don't oh actually gosh. know okay. all of the details, but he just took like a very low dose of Clomid. Mm-hmm um to help i think it was testosterone okay. <laughs> to help with his testosterone because he had low testosterone as well um and so we were just trying that and didn't notice anything he didn't feel different or anything like that yeah. i don't know if he yeah. was supposed to but yeah nothing there so yeah we ended up getting pregnant with her that first month amazing and it was great I, <laughs> and then my sister what was your pregnancy okay what oh you, go ahead Oh, I was going to say, what was your pregnancy like? But whatever you were about to oh, tell me about your sister, I was you just going to say, um, <laughs> I just, my doctor that I chose was just because my sister, you oh, know, oh, my oh. husband's sister had gone to um, this doctor. So I was like, okay, I'll just go with them too. Yeah. You know, she had a great, she that's had, what you do. She had two kids, two, okay. two girls with him. And so I was like, okay, sure, whatever. So I called and scheduled with them. Um, I wasn't really sick. I had hormonal headaches. Mm. um for like 12 weeks just kind of a dull achy headache um lived on past tense <laughs> yeah <laughs> like the oil just kind of you know to make those headaches go away and but it was good I, so having previously had such a strong interest in birth yeah. what was your ideas of what birth would be like back then oh back then if you can remember i I (laughs) wish i knew everything i knew now back then um or just had someone to tell me all the things but um like i said tlc was my favorite yeah show so (laughs) i thought like i want a water birth you know that that would be awesome that was like a dream from a young girl um but come to find out you can only labor in the water at the hospital um at that time so they had just opened up the new birthing hospital um the birthing portion of the hospital when i was having Mm. my baby so during my whole care i was being seen at a different office um than where they are now because they had just moved over in january and i had my baby in february 1st and so it was brand new the hospital is brand new um i had toured the old one because they weren't sure like where Where you'd be be at that time um so i toured both and then yeah toward the new one I was like that tub is awesome I want to be in that and then they're like oh you can't actually push out your baby in there and I was like that's kind of lame but okay whatever (laughs) so anyways I just was like I still want to have water involved I guess I I know exactly (laughs) so I was just gonna go in have my baby that's what everybody around me did I I knew no one that had a home birth (laughs) did you have any ideas about um pain management what like anything that you wanted just kind of like breathing um so you planned on not getting an epidural 
yeah i was i was uh-huh. not gonna get up there i was like yeah whatever yeah, i can do this like i've know, watched enough so tlc episodes I had been to, to know um, <laughs> yeah like i said at this point um my aunt did get did end up getting an epidural but she kind of um just to rest you know it okay. was just i don't know she she just kind of same as me like i was just like i'm just gonna go in do whatever they kind okay. of tell me to do <laughs> so besides like oh yeah i did want a water birth but like, let's involve the water, water, but otherwise, <laughs> just tell me what I need to do and yeah. I'll do it. <laughs> Movement. I did kind of know, like, I didn't want an epidural because I didn't want to be in the bed, but I didn't know mm. why I wanted that. Right? It was just, just like, it. yeah, I just was like, yeah, I just want to be able to do whatever I want. Okay. Probably my personality. Like, okay, <laughs> I just don't strap me here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just I want to get up and do whatever I want to do. Okay, so, yeah. And then, so that's your idea of it going in. Yeah. How did it go? <laughs> um so i ended up having gestational diabetes when i was pregnant mm-hmm. with her so i just did diet and exercise controlled that and it was fine okay pick your finger four to five times a day and check you know just making sure things are unchanged kind of change my diet up a little bit more protein things like that that i should have been doing the whole time but <laughs> you know were um, those things um instructed to you by your doctor or had you done yeah, your own research nope, on it okay no nope. everything from the doctor's office for that pregnancy okay um so they were like, hey, you're 36 weeks. Let's get you on the schedule. You have gestational diabetes. We that 36 a, weeks. Yes, 36 weeks. I remember this doctor was like, let's do you want a schedule? And I was like, what? I, what? What are you talking about? I knew nothing about gestational diabetes. I'm almost diabetes a full month either. away from being Literally, fully cooked. that's what I said. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, that's like, I mean, when you say like four weeks, that seems like, oh, tomorrow. But then like... <laughs> one month away that seems like a year like you know like it's just it is perspective right I was just like oh that's kind of crazy um and she's like well you could have a big baby yada yada and was like do you want to be checked I'm like "Uh, for what reason like you know I was like I don't understand and she was like oh big baby big baby it's just what they kept pushing you know it's like well I'm fine I, I, my numbers are fine. You know, I just didn't know to keep push or to, you know, I didn't know anything. <laughs> and so, uh, the next, I was like, no, I don't want to be checked. I don't, I don't, I don't really want to be induced. I don't know. Let's just see how it goes. And they were like, okay. Yeah. Real quick plug here. Cause we have talked about gestational diabetes before. Like there is a somewhat of a risk of you having a bigger right. baby. Right. And then with a bigger baby, there's somewhat of a risk of such and such a thing. But right. like, it's like, somewhat of a risk it's not a guarantee that you'll have exactly. a big baby it's not and a if guarantee your numbers, if your diet and exercise controlled especially and your numbers are staying and in they're range, fine the risk is so 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 minimal right. for even anything to be wrong yeah <laughs> so yeah i didn't know that then but, <laughs> but you're just kind of like okay yeah tell me what to do exactly. you're the doctor exactly so yeah every <laughs> week i went back they asked me if I wanted to be induced and I'm like, I guess, I guess like, you know, cause then it became like, Oh, yeah. your baby's getting kind of big, yada, yada. I'm like, okay, sure. So <laughs> I said, sure, let's get induced at 39. Weeks. And it was kind of exciting. I yeah, get that. Yeah, I yeah. totally get that. Even with clients now that I talk to, they're like, well, I just, it's so fun. I want to meet my baby at my maternity leave. You know, it's, you know, this and that it's, it's sometimes great to know when and yeah. to schedule and stuff like that. But for Pros me, and cons. I, I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> my body wasn't ready. She wasn't ready. The birth itself was fine. So I ended up getting induced. I go at in how many weeks at 39 exactly okay. because at that time they wouldn't in no okay so with gestational diabetes they said it was a medical reason they wouldn't electively induce until 39 weeks at that time five years ago they could only induce 
seven days before a uh, one week before. Okay. So that was 39 weeks because I kept pushing it off. But like I said, at 36 weeks, like that's get you on the schedule. I'm like, whoa, wait. Like, yeah. And just big baby, big baby is the only thing they kept telling me. Not, you know, not anything else. Yeah. And so 39 weeks, I get induced. I, they called me. They said it can be any time from midnight to, I don't know, 7 a.m. or something. Okay. So they called me at like 6, go in, um, broke my water about 8 o'clock in the morning. I knew nothing. Mm. <laughs> they, they broke my water, started me on Pitocin, all these interventions right from the get-go. Um, but, yeah, I... I just kind of hung around. Um, I was on the birth ball for a little bit and uh, had my mom and my husband there and a friend was doing kind of photos and videos for me mm -hmm. um, and just kind of hanging out. And then they, they kind of get, were getting more intense. Um, when I have a contraction, I, I just kind of like close my eyes and uh, go inward. And so like a lot of times people around me don't understand like, how strong they are getting oh. um but like they're they're getting strong you know or i just kind of stare at the wall if my eyes aren't closed <laughs> so like i just kind of pause and hang out and i breathe you know um, had you practiced that or no, anything okay it's just really. part yeah, of you naturally just, yep okay. mm -hmm. just in pain i just i when i'm in pain previously to like having a baby i just would want to sleep like that mm. <laughs> that was me i just was like eh, i just kind of want to sleep so um yeah i i do a lot of resting too um Anyways, yeah, so they kind of started ramping up, um, and then I asked if I'd get in the tub, and they're like, sure, anytime. I'm like, okay, sounds good, so I was like, yeah, let's get in. Um, got in, and then my contractions kind of were in my back, um, and I didn't love that, mm. and we wish I would have known what I knew now yeah. <laughs> to turn, uh, to turn a posterior baby. She was posterior. Uh, my contractions were kind of coupling is like another, uh, sign that your baby could be posterior. They, they would come stop, start right again. Mm -hmm. And they would couple like that. Um, and so the nurse was like, I think you are, uh, you kind of have a sunny side up baby. Am I okay? So, so she did tell me like, let's rock on your knees. She did tell me that. So thank cool. you nurse. Yeah. <laughs> so I did try that, um, in the tub for a while. And then I got to like a nine and a half and I was at a nine and a half for like an hour. And mm. my contractions at this time were like really close, you know, at a nine and a half, they're pretty close together. Mm -hmm. Um, but, and it wasn't physiological birth either. I was on Pitocin. Oh. I was like maxed out at Pitocin. Whoa. So that it's not physiological. Your, your contractions are coming regularly and strong. Um, and so they were like, you're at a nine and a half. Let's try pushing. I'm like, okay. So they practiced push, did that for like, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes. And she would come down and then go back up when I would stop, like urging to push. So mm. I did push and come back up, push and come back up. Um, my doctor was gone he broke my water left to a wedding oh okay. and then uh so i just kind of saw whoever was there um or his backup yeah whoever i saw like five different doctors that day but oh, um kind of rough so this doctor came in and was like assessing and was like what could we do because they're like you're pushing great but no one could sustain that for this amount of time yeah. I, I don't know what station she was anything like that i, I wish i did i just knew that it was like a night and a half yeah for a while and uh getting tired because my contractions so this was yeah probably eight hours into it oh. um and it, it was fine but like getting tired you yeah know, yeah I was up I'm getting tired just thinking the night of, before just hearing about you know, it yeah, so <laughs> things like that so anyways um i he was assessing and then he's he's like what do you think about me turning her and I was like, what do you mean? And he said, when you push, I can try to 
turn this baby to be head down instead of face up. And I was like, Ooh, okay. did he tell you why that might be beneficial? He just said like, sometimes they can get, if they're posterior, sometimes they can get caught up on your pelvic bones in a different way than they should coming face down. Mm. And I was okay. like, all right, sounds good. And yeah. they just said, as a first time mom, you can push a little longer anyways. This might help shorten that time and shorten okay. or make it like not be an assisted birth. Assisted like, meaning with like, forceps yes, or vacuum. Yes. Okay. So I was like, okay, sure, let's do it. So the next contraction comes. <laughs> How detailed do you want me to be? Girl, be, be detailed. <laughs> this doctor reached both hands up to turn my baby. And I was unmedicated. Uh, I had Pitocin, I guess. But I had no epidural, no, no pain. Is anyone at home screaming because no. I'm holding back? I want to scream right oh, now. You should ask my husband and my mom. I'm crawling up the bed. No, 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 no. I was like, stop, please stop. I'm, I started crying. Mentally, I was gone. Mentally, I'm like, I cannot do this any longer. Like, I cannot. I'm at a nine and a half for an hour. My contractions are in my back. They're they're really close. I'm just like, I, I just can't tap in out. Okay, at this point, I cannot do this. And so he was like, if you want me to try again, I'm like, nope. I don't want you to try again. And I kind of was like, I don't know what to do. I, at that point, I thought my baby would be here already. You know, you're like oh at a nine and a half. Yeah, your, your baby's close. No. So <laughs> my mom, thankfully, my mom just kind of came and put her head in front of mine and Aww. said, you know what? Do not discredit yourself if you want an epidural. And I was like, okay, I do. Sure. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, because my mind is just gone. I, I think mentally Aww. I was fine up until then. And then I was like, I just cannot do this anymore. How many babies does your mom have, by the way? Um, Three. Okay. So, me and my brother and a sister. So, okay. Yes. Yeah, so, um, she was just, and she, she got induced, had Pitocin, but had her babies naturally okay. um, in a couple hours. So that's what yeah. I expected, I guess. Yeah. If we're going back to that, I expected, oh, a couple hours. Sure, yeah, it was yeah, great. Yeah. You know, because uh, that's how my mom did. Oh my. <laughs> and Trish and I talked a couple of weeks ago about how epidurals can be so beneficial, especially at that yes. point when you get that tired. Yes, that's, it's, it's exactly what I needed because yeah. I just, I don't think, I think I would have hold back and been too stressed and then you hear of some stories where your your cervix mm. goes backwards or swells or things like that i just i didn't want oh that my gosh. um anyway so i was like yeah i think i really want mm -hmm. the epidural i'm so tired yeah. is what i remember saying to my mom i'm so tired and that hurt really bad like i just can't you know and so i uh, ended up getting that and then I fell fast asleep <laughs> and, <laughs> and my baby's heart rate started dipping a little bit oh. because I think I was just so in such a deep sleep. Yeah. Um, and maybe the position I was in or something like that, maybe the epidural, who knows? Sure. Um, and so they, they come rushing in started unplugging all these things, putting mask on me, breathe, breathe, breathe. They're like, if she doesn't recover, we're going for a C-section. I was like, halt, halt. I don't <laughs> want a C-section. No, like we're not doing this. So I'm like, I'm awake. I'm awake. I'm awake. I got this. And they're like, we got to start pushing. Let's get this baby out. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. So I pushed for over an hour, just coached, force pushing, you know, over an hour. Uh, did She never did end up turning. I just delivered her posterior. Um, yeah, it was like an hour and five minutes or something like that. Wow. And then she was born. So I guess... From start to finish, they broke my water at eight o'clock. I had her at six thirty nine. So okay. not crazy, you know, not yeah. like this crazy long story. Sometimes you hear of twenty four hours, whatever, yeah. of labor, things like that. But uh, and it was great up until my mind was like, nope, tapping out. 
and yeah i was like nope I, i mean and i still don't look back and think it was like so traumatic um like it was fine. I just knew sure. it could go better. Like sure. After I had her, I was like, I could do that again, but like maybe in a, in a different way. <laughs> so, so what are what are you thinking at that point? Because you're like that that was fine. What was your kind of plan to make it different the next time? Yeah, Did you have so, one? Yes. Yeah, so when I got pregnant again, I wanted to deliver my baby in the water because I remember okay. they got me out at like an eight because she was like oh your baby could be here soon so in my Mm. mind right i'm like yeah my baby could be here soon so they got me out of the water at eight and i remember saying the next contraction or a couple contractions i was like oh i liked that water a lot better yeah i was like can i get back in she's like oh it's a little too late you know well and they're telling you soon and then it's hours later (laughs) wait a minute i I did know that i was like i i think i want to actually push my baby out in the water like next time okay (laughs) that's kind of what i wanted to do okay (laughs) okay so you get pregnant this next time tell us about that and i don't know should we issue a trigger warning um yeah (laughs) sure yeah um somebody needs to this is just um about loss right yeah yeah. um so a late loss yeah so just be aware that's coming up in the next few minutes and then if you need to skip ahead skip ahead um but it's not going to be we won't be that gruesome or graphic with it but um just if anybody's really sensitive to that okay yeah thank you so um okay so so you're pregnant again yes so trying that Okay, so I my <laughs> period that- returned um, on my daughter's first birthday. Okay, and so I'm like, sweet, let's try. Yeah, um, because I didn't, I didn't want to, you know, you just don't know. Uh, so we 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 tried and tracked, and then used our fertility friendly lubricant, and yeah, we got pregnant right away. So wow. uh, my daughter was one, and we got pregnant right away. Um, it was covid 2020 Uh, (laughs) what a bad time literally so i was like eight weeks and two days um when i went into this appointment and saw the heartbeat everything was great feeling fine Mm -hmm. all the things super excited same doctor um yeah same same office things like that uh so i was super excited and then uh I was never seen again in the office because of COVID because they weren't doing elective ultrasounds uh, with my first. I had an ultrasound like every time up until 20, you know, yeah. the 20 week ultrasound. And then I didn't have another one until they wanted to do growth ultrasound. But anyways, I was only seen the one time in the office. They did a couple phone call visits where yeah. they're like, how's it going? How's your nutrition? You know, how do you have any concerns? I'm like, no, I'm feeling great. Yeah. Um, I was like 14 or 15 weeks and I tried like an at-home Doppler uh-huh. and couldn't find it. But I was like not too worried because I'm like, you know, they're still so tiny. And they can be a little bit junky maybe. Right, like. exactly. <laughs> or my post, maybe I thought my placenta was like anterior, you know, yeah. because it was posterior with my first. And I felt her around 16 weeks. Mm. And the nurse was like, oh, it's it's too early, honey. And I was like, eh. I think, I don't know, you know, yeah. so knowing now it, I did feel her. Um, but so I was only seen once physically at eight weeks, two days for the ultrasound and then had a couple of phone visits, tried to find her on the Doppler, couldn't um, try to, f- I went and got a better Doppler from a friend that was mm. like, I found my baby at 10 weeks. And I'm like, Ooh. wow, that's amazing. Yeah. So I'm like, let's try this. Tried that. My mom was watching me do that and was like, mm, maybe, I don't know. Started to get a little worried. Um, my husband worked out of town at this time 
And so I'm just talking to him through the phone, trying to like, hey, what do you think? Um, anyways, it was 17 weeks and five days. My husband was coming home for the weekend. He worked out of town during the weekend, would come home on the weekends. He was coming home and I called the doctor's office to say, hey, like I'm 17 weeks, almost 18. I uh, try to find my baby like on a Doppler a couple of times and just not not feeling it. Do you are you able to like check up on me? And they're like, oh, of course, for sure. Let's come on in. And I was like, oh, OK, well, they told me, you know, if mm-hmm. they're not seeing people in the office. But anyways, so we go in. Um, let me back up a tiny bit. A couple of days before that, I was looking up on Google, like, how do you know if your baby has passed away in utero? Mm hmm. So I think my mind knew, but Mm. I didn't want to accept it and I didn't want to know. Um, So even driving to the hospital, I think I knew. And it was like, I just didn't know how to prepare for it. Um, And so they did an ultrasound and she said, when did you feel this baby move last? And I was like, I never have. She was like, okay you know and her eyes got sad they had masks so I didn't see her face I just saw her eyes and I I knew I knew and I just started crying and my husband held me and she was like I'm so sorry and uh according to her measurements she passed away at 14 weeks and four days is what she measured um but I carried her until 17 and five is when I was seen um she wasn't allowed to say anything so she goes out brings the doctor back in he said yeah you know your baby has passed away and I'm like okay what do we do and he was like there's a couple options you can either have a DNC or you can deliver your baby and since you're so far along that's the more humane way of doing this and I said what does that entail what what happens after she's born yeah do we name her do we Oh, okay. I knew it was a girl because I did the blood test. Oh. Uh, I did the sneak peek. It was kind of new at the time. Mm-hmm. And I did sneak peek. Um, and it actually came back inconclusive. It didn't have like enough blood the first time. Okay. And then the next time they sent me a new one and I did it again at home. And they, it was clotted. And so what the inconclusive. Heck? And I just kept having this feeling like I need to know. So that was like, eight nine something weeks and then like at like 10 weeks so they sent me a refund and i'm like i still couldn't stop thinking about it so i went and did it again and i had my arm i had the blood drawn out of my arm just right Uh and then sent to the thing anyways girl so we knew it was a girl for the next two months almost Uh that it was a girl so we got to bond and you know that was so fun for me uh to know and uh so we knew it was a girl so i'm like do we do we name her Cause we had a couple of names already uh, thinking about it. And he's like, you can do whatever you want. You can, you can bury her. You can donate her to science. You can, you know, whatever you need to do. So we, he's, he left the room, let us think about it. I'm like, yeah, I, I think I want to birth her. And my husband's like, I do too. Yeah, let's do it. We're okay. So I go home, snuggle, snuggle my first little girl and, and, uh, you oh. know, <laughs> grieve a little. And then we go back to the hospital. Uh, they gave me Cytotec to ripen my cervix and start a little contractions to get her to come. Um, and that was like about like 9.30 at night. And so I just remember praying like, Heavenly Father, please, I don't want to feel physical pain on top of like my heart already breaking. Um, 
this emotional pain. And uh, so I was able to sleep. I was like having period cramps and things like that, but I was able to sleep. And I woke up um, to her giving me another dose of Cytotec. And then uh, I was like, I need to go to the bathroom. No, I slept again. And then I was like, I need to go to the bathroom. And so I get up to go to the bathroom and I'm like, oh, my baby's coming now. And so I waddle back over. <laughs> the nurse comes in, puts like a Chuck's pad and I waddle back over to the bed. And she was born at uh, 3.40 or 3.41 in the morning. And uh, the, well, the nurse had checked me and was like, whoa, you're complete. And she was like, usually with, with losses, your body doesn't go all the way to 10 centimeters they yeah. just you know they kind of come out um but she was like wow you're complete and i think it was just because i was resting and, and hanging out you know just yeah. sleeping through these contractions letting my body do its thing um so she was born in the sack and the doctor was so nice and just uh opened the sack and and uh was just treating her with such care and uh she was just so tiny fit in the palm of your hand mm. but so complete so perfect like oh it's just so crazy so that was that experience <laughs> yeah um there was a little bit more that you mentioned to me uh just about it being a little extra hard because it was during covid times now you couldn't oh. have all the support that you wanted either. yes yes so uh when i was going into that like i said i had my husband and mom with my first and a friend uh photographer so i had to do the covid test where they put that swab to your brain yeah and <laughs> check you for covid i don't know why they didn't check the other people that wanted to be there but to have my husband in the room or my mom i had to have that test so wait they didn't have to have no their test they on? didn't have to oh, have a test with me which i thought was weird too um so i don't whatever covid covid rules i guess <laughs> and, <laughs> uh then so yeah my my little girl was born and i had my toddler at home she was a year and a half and i really wanted a photo of them together and the nurse was like i'm sorry no we can't allow anybody else in and i'm like what like i really should have pushed harder i really should have but like they were like sorry and i'm like this is my only opportunity like this is literally my only chance to have a picture of my two girls together and she, they were like she's like let me see what i can do and she comes back and oh i'm so sorry i'm like oh mm -hmm. my gosh and then my heart is broke you know I, and i just i really wanted to hold another baby my aunt actually had a baby the day before me oh. so she's up in mom baby so i'm like asked my mom can you please text your sister i just want to hold a live baby so bad and some people I, I thought it was maybe weird because some people don't even want to look at another baby they don't even want to hear another baby crying anything like that mm -hmm. if somebody pregnant is hard for them i just craved that i just mm. wanted to hold a live baby i just i wanted to hold him so bad nope sorry they wouldn't let us see each other i was like can i just go on a walk down the hall <laughs> my aunt can go on a walk down that they're like no like, we'll sorry meet so, in the middle. <laughs> that was weird it was oh, a weird calling time sorry it was yeah it was hard so. i think a lot of people experienced a lot of hard weird things oh yeah and i mean for sure to be fair nobody knew what was going on right everybody they were just trying to do their best yes. but like or like laboring so, with a mask i'm like yeah. nope i did i'm like i'm over this i'm not putting this back on yeah. and they're like well and i was asleep i guess for most of it so it's like i kind of just had my blank my face in the blankets but yeah it was weird it was a weird time Lo lots <laughs> of hard weird stuff yes oh my gosh well i'm sorry about that yeah um uh, tell me about the recovery from that and moving on from it moving forward yes from yes it, moving forward on. um it was 
it was a little rough just because we didn't know what the issue was. So they, they tested like my placenta and the baby and uh, blood and things like that. And everything was fine. There, wow. there wasn't any abnormal anything. And so it kind of freaked me out a little bit just because like yeah. I thought like, oh, if we knew what the problem was, we could maybe prevent it or have or, some peace of mind. Yes, like, oh, yeah, have, she, yeah, she passed because of such exactly. and such a thing. Yes, something like that. Um, but I... I just was nervous to have another one because I wasn't sure. Um, the doctor, I remember him saying like, well, you you know it works <laughs> because yeah. you have a baby at home and yeah. everything was fine and, and nothing was wrong. And I'm like, well, yes, <laughs> but like, I just do think this will ever happen. And and that was unfair of me maybe to to get hung up on, but he was like, I, I don't know, you know, yeah. nobody knows. And and anyways, so um, it was, it was, a crazy time to learn that two emotions could co coexist mm. because I was, like I said, so heartbroken, but like felt so much love because everybody around me was so kind and so nice and family and friends and neighbors and ward members and everybody just people donated because like we still had to, to pay the hospital to oh, have wow. her. We had to pay. So we ended up burying her at our favorite place on Colab. Uh so we had to buy a plot we had to buy a headstone who knew headstones were thousands of dollars yeah um so anyways just it was such a crazy mix of emotions it was it was actually really beautiful to to feel um mm. and uh so recovery wise I was like I'm curious what my body is doing because my body's pretty clockwork on on cycles and things so I I took a test um and I ovulated right again, right mm. away, right after it was wild. I was yeah. actually shocked. Like, the, you know, I did get like a positive pregnancy test for a, a couple of weeks after just because HCG is still kind of in your system. And then I got negatives and then I tested it and was like, I'm curious if I ovulate. And I yeah. did. Uh, wow. So that was crazy. And I was like, I'm ready. I, I'm ready. Let's try. Let's yeah. try right now. And my husband's like, oh, my gosh. Oh, he was scared. So <laughs> he's you know. like, are you sure? And so we did. We tried again. Uh, well, OK, not really try. We just didn't prevent and sure, so sure, sure. then the next month, um, I had a cycle and then I tracked and, tra and did, you know, and got a positive ovulation again and said, and then we tried this pre-seed again, the, the fertility friendly lubricant and it didn't end up working. And that like threw me off because it worked for the first two. Yeah. And so it, it threw me off and I was like, I just can't, I can't mentally do this anymore. Yeah. And so, um, but mentally like before that I, I was okay. You know, I accepted it. We buried her. Like I said, it was, it was the most humane way to do that in our opinion and our experience. And like we had already bonded with her for a couple months and things like that. So yeah. that was the best of the, ex the best of the worst scenario for sure. that. Um, and so recovering and like I said, I just wanted to, to hold the baby. I wanted a baby in my arms so bad. So we were just ready to try again. Yeah. Me at least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, my husband was still nervous. Yeah. Yeah. About the whole situation. Um, and so anyways, it didn't work that trying and it made me super nervous, um, and freaked me out. But then we, so we, we, had never prevented um but then we ended up getting pregnant uh not doing anything <laughs> with <laughs> with this baby three months after our loss oh. um 
And so like, let's stop trying for a second. I know. I'm just like, yeah, mentally can't do it. But I mean, this baby was classic was story. Coming, so. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um. Wow. Okay. So pregnancy after loss is weird. It's a ride. And hard. <laughs> it's, it's really hard. So tell me about that. Tell me about your so, roller coaster. Uh, right away, I was like, I am doing that blood test again because mm-hmm. if anything happens to my baby, I, I want to know what yeah. it was. Yeah. And uh, so I, it was like eight weeks and five days or something like that. I was eight weeks when I did the blood test and little girl again. So three girls. Um, my pregnancies were really similar with all three of my girls. Okay. I... Just the hormonal headaches. I didn't really... Smells kind of bothered me a little bit. Sure. I maybe threw up three, four times in three pregnancies. Yeah. You know? It was it was pretty mild. Um, but, yeah, I just knew that I wanted to know what the gender was again. And then the doctor's office was, was pretty good uh, at the checkup after my loss. So, like, the six weeks, mm-hmm. uh, the doctor said to me, it's just a crappy situation. That's all there is to it. And I was like, oh, okay. I don't really want to see you again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hurt my feelings so bad. Yeah. Um, so I was like, yeah, don't really thought about changing offices, honestly, from that. Just, I don't know. I it don't just, know. There are some things, even if it's true, it just rubs you the wrong way. Yeah, how they, however like, it's yeah. presented or whatever. <laughs> so I'll get pregnant again. And I, I literally, I, I held a grudge. <laughs> so mm. I was like, I don't want to see that doctor again. Okay. Um, what year is it? So the loss was 2020. And then I got pregnant three months later um, in 2020, in, in 2020 in the fall. And then, so yeah, this is probably late 2020. Okay. And they were like, this is a medical need. So we will see you. And they had kind of started seeing them more in the office at this time. Okay. COVID wasn't as in the middle of uh, the craziness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's still crazy. Relaxed a tiny bit. Yes. They were like, okay, we will, if you come in as much as you need. And I was like, thank you. Like that's helpful. Um, the only time I like felt secure in my pregnancy with that one was during the ultrasound because I knew my baby was okay. And then for the first 20 ish weeks, um, because I couldn't feel the baby. I had uh, an anterior placenta. So oh with my, my first, I had the posterior. So I felt her at 16 weeks. Okay, which means in the back of yes, the uterus. sorry, in the back. Just for anybody who doesn't yes. know. And then, so yeah, I felt my first at 16 weeks and then I didn't feel this one until like 20, I think it was like 2021. Because when my your anatomy pl- Yeah, because when your placenta's in the front, yeah. they're kicking like your placenta, right. not your belly. Yeah, and we tried to see the baby on ultrasound oh my gosh. and she, would hide, she was hiding under it all the what time. Like I have these funny pictures of her. So I actually was seen every other week. How hard too, especially where you have just had a loss. Yes, yes, so hard. <laughs> so yeah, they're like your placenta's in the front. You might not feel movement because I was getting worried about that but of course I finally brought it up and they're like oh let's check where your placenta placement is I'm like okay Amazing. thank you yeah. so that calmed me a little peace of mind yeah and yeah but for the first 20 until I felt her it was so rough and like I said I only felt good <laughs> seeing her every other week on ultrasound at the doctor's office I also went a little crazy and um uh what's it called 
kicks and giggles. Oh, yeah. It was kicks and giggles. I went a little crazy and kicks and giggles was new to the area at that time. And I bought their like highest package. I want to see my baby all the Whenever time. Whenever you want. You can I had in. like read some stuff about ultrasounds being dangerous, but I didn't care. Like, <laughs> because I thought that peace of mind was better than any of the radiation that could happen. <laughs> Anyways, um, so I saw my baby probably almost every week until... 20 until my anatomy scan until about 20 weeks and then I started feeling her and so I was okay when I would feel her but then I was nervous when she didn't move yeah. like oh pregnancy after loss is wild and so you're just you're just consumed by it the whole time yes oh yes like and, and like I said we didn't know what happened so the yeah. possibilities were endless for something yeah. else to happen I don't know it's it's crazy your mind is in a different place um but yes, so I did, like I said, know that I wanted, oh, so actually with my second, I texted the birth suite number. I, I figured out that there was a birth center that lets you have your baby in the water. Mm -hmm. uh, one of my friends, my dance <laughs> teacher actually had her baby there and I saw her story on social media and thought that was awesome. Mm -hmm. So I reached out, called them um had an appointment with philip the traveling ultrasound guy uh -huh. and uh had an appointment with them and how far along are you do you remember like i think 20 they, something or farther oh this was with my second with my second oh. so like i was saying i knew i wanted things to be different after my first yeah. so with my second i actually had called cindy okay. i was being seen by the doctor but then i was like no they don't let you deliver in the hospital or in the tub still i kept asking them yeah. are you sure like, you don't want to do it that yet? <laughs> yes <laughs> the rule is different um so with my second i ended up so i had an appointment i was going to do my anatomy scan with philip and then i was going to be seen by cindy like a couple weeks later and ended up having the loss and so i texted mm. them and just said hey i'm sorry um have an angel baby now but that was going to be my plan um and so that kind of got things you know think got me thinking about having the baby somewhere else or having the baby in the water was kind of my my goal mm -hmm. um and so i was being seen up until 20 weeks every week at this with my third okay. after the loss just to help my anxiety and uh then i was like i just couldn't think even to the birth at, like I, just, yeah. I couldn't think past the week that week you know i couldn't think past but then i i came to the point where i needed to you know yeah i was i was like, like 28 oh. 30 weeks you know get, getting closer and so i did schedule with cindy i wanted to go meet her um i felt like i wanted to do it there um, and at this point, you still don't really know about doulas. Yeah. Well. You're not a doula yourself, at, at least at this at point. This, not at this point, but during this pregnancy, yes. So I, I did meet um, Trisha uh, at a workshop that Ashley Sorensen was doing. Okay. A pelvic floor workshop. I met her there, met Trisha, and she was talking about her birth class with some friends. And I just overheard. And then I went and asked her after like, oh yeah, I, you know, my first birth was okay. She was posterior, yeah. yada, yada. And Trisha's like, come to my class, girl. I'll guarantee you won't have a posterior baby. I was like, whoa, okay, <laughs> okay. And so I was like, that's kind of cool. And so she sent me her, her website and info. So I was looking that up and was like, that's, that's awesome. Um, 
And then I was like, I think I'm going to do her doula training. And my husband's like, what? You're what? And this is like, as you're pregnant. This is as I'm pregnant. With yes. Your third. So I, that was February of 21. Okay. And my daughter was born in June. Okay. So I was, yeah, like five months pregnant yeah. <laughs> with her during this time. So I did know what a doula was okay, um, okay. now. <laughs> like I, I took Trisha's training and um, yeah. So you're, you're getting ready to have this baby, another girl. Yes. yes. And you're finally like far enough along in pregnancy where you're like, okay, okay, this actually is happening yep, for I, real. I actually have to think about this. Yes. I can stop so, uh, being nervous about. Yeah, so I was still being seen every other week just because it made me feel good at the doctor's office. Yeah. Um, I had punched all the punches at kicks and giggles. <laughs> so that was over. <laughs> and then um, I was being also seen by Cindy. So I kind of was like dipping my toes in that and seeing how I felt about that, but also kind of like in my mind thinking I was being secured by the doctor's office mm -hmm. if in case I wanted to do that yeah so like I said I, I kind of had to come to head with like oh this this baby I, I have to think about this <laughs> I have to make some choices and now so anyways I was kind of seeing both at the same time um but I didn't like bring it up yeah and then um Cindy requested my records from the doctor's office and this was like late this was probably 30 I was going in for a growth ultrasound. It was either 34 or 36 weeks. It, wow. was, it was late because I had yeah. gestational diabetes again with this okay. pregnancy. And so I was going in for a growth ultrasound. And Cindy wasn't worried about that at all. No, because I was just diet and exercise controlled. And I had a food log. I, I'm, I'm over the top with it probably like I, I write down everything. That's awesome. How many carbs, proteins, fats I eat during each meal. Like I, it was it helps keep me on track. Yeah. That was, so I, I just wrote everything down. Cindy reviewed it every time I went in. Hey, you had a high number here. Oh, whoops. I grabbed some Taco Bell yeah. or something, <laughs> you know, so it's like make better choices. Okay. Yeah. So anyways, that was that. Um, I ended up meeting with this doctor and he said, Hey, I said, I, I want to have my baby out of the hospital. And he was like, whoa, okay, well, you do have gestational diabetes. Your first, oh, so I didn't say that my first did have shoulder dystocia. Oh. So just probably because of her position and pushing on my back and all those things, she yeah. did have shoulder dystocia. So they did have to like push on my belly and, and get her to come out. Okay. Um, but nothing, nothing crazy from there. But uh, so he said, your first was shoulder dystocia. You had gestational diabetes. She was eight pounds, six ounces. So not big, not giant, but I mean, not Just tiny. Kind of normal size. So, yeah. yeah. Um, he, so he's like, well, let's think about this. He's like, come in for the girls to ultrasound. We will see how your baby's looking. And if she's looking good, measuring well, then we will, um, go from there and he said i would i would still want to be your doctor so if you have a transfer i can transfer in your care and i was like okay that's nice sounds good sure, sure. yeah <laughs> so and my husband was there with me and he's like that's that's kind of cool okay i feel comfortable with that at first i thought you were gonna say that they were holding your records hostage like they weren't gonna <laughs> oh. release them. no they did so, uh, so yeah, yeah. so you request my records and then i go in for this 34 36 week ultrasound growth ultrasound and go to the front office hey i'm here for my appointment and they're like what's your name again type my name in the computer what's your phone number i'm like give my phone number they're like just a second so she goes in the mm -hmm. back i'm like 
this is weird um nurse comes up from the back and says oh hi um we actually you're you're not seeing us anymore and I was like what are you talking about and she's like a different provider requested your records and I was like yeah I know but we (laughs) discussed so it's protocol that you can't uh co-practice and I was like I just talked to this doctor a couple weeks ago about this. She's like, he was on the old protocol. He didn't know that you couldn't co-practice. And I'm like, okay, this is weird. (laughs) And so I just get tears in my eyes because I'm like confused and frustrated. And I'm here for a growth ultrasound that my doctor wanted me to get to double check the baby size and all these things and she was like yeah i'm sorry if you want to come back we can put you back in the system they they literally booted me out of the whole entire system and i was gone and uh looking back now i think that needed to happen because i went 40 weeks and four days with this pregnancy Mm. and i think like i think if i had the option to go to the hospital you might have have. (laughs) (laughs) not because i was sore and in pain or any i just was so anxious you know like i said i I just wanted this baby in my arms so bad and i think that like especially with gestational diabetes they would have taken me they would have induced me right then like you know so i think that choice just had to be taken from me wow yeah thank you you know thank you to heavenly father for doing that because i just i think that had to happen for me but it was weird it was weird it made me feel weird and i'm yeah totally and so i i hired trish as my doula for this birth and i called her like i I don't understand what's happening and they they kicked me out of the system they said to if i wanted to come back and be seen here i had to give birth at the hospital and this and that and i'm like i'm so confused and she's like oh honey i'm so sorry and she said um you know you you're seeing cindy it'll be fine this this will be great you know it's still fine and so yeah 40 and four weeks and i my baby's patterns were a little bit different that day that like the night before what do you mean um movement patterns movement and so I was like kind of like poking and prodding her and my mom. So we lived with my parents at this time um, in our trailer. We were building a house. And so I didn't want to have her in the trailer. And Mm -hmm. I joked with my dad that I was going to have her in his bathtub. (laughs) But he was like, oh, my (laughs) word. And so the birth suite was a great option for us. Um, And so we so my mom noticed I was kind of poking and prodding and was like, maybe you should go get checked out you know if, if you're making me nervous and you yeah. know everybody was gone high alert kind of like after you know pregnancy after loss is a ride and totally, so totally uh i i texted cindy and said do you have an nst machine uh which is a non-stress test it i just kind of i wanted to do that because uh with gestational diabetes especially they want you to and they kept offering that to me as well with my first but i was like oh i'm fine you know Mm -hmm. so uh i i did the nst with cindy and kind of had to drink a little bit of like orange juice to perk up the baby but but then she was fine okay just kind of sleepy whatever um so so cindy did have that yeah she did have that yeah so i went and got that done just kind of her peace of mind for me um and then she said why are you here do you want me to just like strip your membranes and i was like yes i do and so she did Went home, kind of just contracted. That was at like 11 in the morning and kind of just cramped here and there, yada, yada. Um, And then I went to, 
contractions actually kind of were coming a little bit closer around like dinner time. Okay. And I'm like, okay, this could this could be something. They were maybe five to seven minutes. I kind of texted Trish, hey, heads up. I had a little bit of bloody show. Hey, maybe something might be happening. Um, I'm like, I better sleep because I haven't yeah. slept yet. So yeah. like, I go to take a nap. My husband has my toddler <laughs> and I just take a nap. And then I got woke up a couple times from my nap from a good contraction. I'm like, oh, heck yeah. And yeah. then... Uh, then after dinner, they like spaced out and they kind of fizzled and stopped. And I was like, oh, bummer. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, so we go to bed. Okay, whatever. Stroke of midnight, <laughs> my water breaks. Um, she's our little Cinderella girl. Yeah. <laughs> so my, my water breaks. I'm like, oh my gosh. I call Cindy. She's like, okay, put a towel down. Try to go back to sleep. I'm like, okay, sounds good. Yeah, there ain't no way I'm sleeping. I'm so excited. I had already had, I called her back like 20 minutes later. I'm like, I've already had like five contractions. And she's like, oh, all right. We'll see you out this week. I'm like, okay. So we start heading there. Um, and then I kind of, like I said, go in internal when I'm having contractions. Yeah. So they're just like, well, why are we even here? Kind of joking. You know, this is too soon. Um, so meanwhile, you're like, Tia Stout really was the hard. photographer. <laughs> okay. She had a backup. Uh, Trisha was there. They were all there before me because <laughs> I lived in Hurricane and <laughs> okay. they, oh, Tia lived in Hurricane too. But anyway, so they all, they all get there and they're kind of like, we're just hanging out. I'm on the ball. Uh, Trisha's doing a little bit of counter pressure. And then I'm just like, I want to lay down. And Trisha's like, are you sure? And <laughs> like trying to be nice. And I'm like, yeah, because <laughs> we learn, you know, like, hey, let's movement and gravity are our friends yeah and i'm like i just want to lay down <laughs> on this bed and so i did i totally did i just laid there on my right side and trish pushed on my back and my knee it was great i i just relaxed and breathed i rested in between and then i i was like i need to go to the bathroom so i get up um in the bathroom mm -hmm. i'm like I don't know about this. I just really don't know. I just, I'm rethinking that epidural. And my well, husband's yeah. like, no, you're good. You've got this. You, you've not had any checks either at this point. No. Yeah. Okay. Nope. And so uh, then I I did get checked because Trisha's like she's she's been laboring pretty good because Cindy and uh, her assistant were just kind of hanging out you yeah. know we were just having a good time and uh, so then she's like she has been laboring pretty good I'm going through a transition in the bathroom <laughs> and I'm like I don't want to do a this crisis. anymore <laughs> yes and my husband's like you got this and, and you know come back and Trisha's like check her maybe and so she's also like, pause really yes. quick because you'd learned about transition now during trisha's oh, yes, class yes. so <laughs> was there any part of you that was or your husband that was like okay even though i want to give up right now we're probably almost there did you yes yes okay. he that's what he was like he you knew got but this. you so probably yes, we, <laughs> so like i said so sorry guys we jump all over the place bear with me no it's fine, bear it's fine. With morgan <laughs> trying to wrap around <laughs> this so backing up a tiny bit so like i said i took trisha's training when i was like five months pregnant yeah and then part of trisha's training to get certified you would take a birth class the breastfeeding class all those things yeah so i took all those while i was pregnant so i was able to kind of double dip yeah and do it as a doula and being a pregnant mom. It was really great, actually. Um, but my husband came to the birth class with me. Yeah. And one of the classes, we were learning stages of labor and and uh, then comfort techniques and things like yeah. that. And uh, Trisha had said, 
you know, Pitocin contractions are a lot stronger. It's not physiological. They're just coming, 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 which they were with mm-hmm. my first, you know. Um, water's great, which, yeah, it was great with my first. And so you me and my husband were kind of like nodding, yeah, whatever. And then she's like, uh, she's just something about those Pitocin contractions that, that they're way worse and natural ones aren't as bad and yeah. things like that. And so my husband whispered to me, okay, you can do whatever you want. Oh, said, yes, because he'd yes, been, like, yes, not yes, sure about was, it, like, not convinced. No, he didn't want anyone there. It was just me and him with our first. Like, that's yeah. what he wanted. It was it was my mom and him and a f- yeah. the photographer. But anyways, so this, yeah, totally changed things. He's like, you can do whatever you want. Learn stages, things like that of labor. So he was the one that was like, you've got this. You know, we're almost done. Okay. You, you can do this. No, you know, the hospital's there if you need it, but yeah. you don't need it, you know. So I'm like, okay, okay. They check me. They're like, oh, yeah, let's get in this tub. Let's get this baby here. I'm like, sweet. <laughs> so I get in the tub. I was in the tub and leaning over some pool noodles on hands and knees and I was so comfortable the water was so nice and just kind of rocking and then my body took over started pushing and I was maybe in the tub for like 15 minutes 16 wow. minutes something like that yeah. and she was born um at 3:33 so that was fun and quick yeah <laughs> and uh yeah I I wanted to do the the ball and the squats and the all the things but my body told me to just lay there yeah (laughs) so that's what I did yeah Um, wow so let's talk about your husband a little bit more because he was he he's not into this (laughs) but he has this like come around moment yeah and then spoiler alert your last baby that you just had was born at home yeah so he has like come a long way yes and we've got a lot of listeners that are always like I would love to, but my husband can't. He won't. Yep. So, like, let's hear about his story. So, it's honestly <laughs> he just, should probably tell it himself. I know, but he, like, he should. <laughs> I always He's actually maybe we'll do that on my page. Maybe we'll hey, maybe I'll have like a, a question idea. and answer type thing and have maybe I'll have, have him on words. too. I don't yeah. know. But let's hear let's hear um, from your side. His come around. Like I said, the birth class was like okay. Like I think you actually can do this. Like you you did do that with yeah. our first until you know you needed the epidural and because was he like against water birth no not necessarily he just was like he was on board for that he just yeah he wanted the hospital he just that's all he knew like i said i knew no one around me that had had a birth out of the hospital i i have 50 100 (laughs) plus cousins yeah yeah and actually yeah i just i just didn't know anybody that had their baby outside of the hospital all of those hundred plus cousins were born in the hospital (laughs) except one Wow. Yes, I just remembered that one was born at home on purpose. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah. sometimes when there's that many, there's <laughs> yes, one on I accident. Um, and so, and you had just had a loss. Yes, yeah, exactly. so he's like, so no, like, no, let's, let's go, to, go the to the hospital. And I was the one that was like, I just want to have my baby in the water. I don't want to go to the hospital. Yeah, and I think it can be. You know, I didn't want to get induced. I had learned all these things. Trisha's class, it's it's just honestly knowledge. We just learned so much. Yeah, and he saw what Trisha could do and help Mm -hmm. us with and the emotional support she gave me because Mm -hmm. I like my husband is so great I love him so much but I totally believe that women need women I really totally do and there's just something special about something that a woman offers that knows and has been through this that can that can help you yeah totally great so he's 
you're like no but i need to have my baby in the water and he's yes. like the hospital probably knows best know, for me. Know, like, yeah. <laughs> no he was he was good and and kind of at the same time kind of like i said when they kind of booted me out of the system we were yeah. like oh that's kind of weird we're yeah. just kind of a, another number i guess another yeah name yeah <laughs> like, and so that like i said it had to happen uh but for both of us and he was like all right but he came around to it yeah but yeah he came around and then that that third birth at the birth center was great everything went well we were home within like three hours after having her he loved that it was so nice and just the difference is is just so different our appointments with with our midwife were longer uh so many more questions that he thought was cool just just so many things and and i think we we bonded so much more at that third birth because you and your husband bonded. yes yes Mm -hmm. me and my husband bonded he he trusted me more he trusted my body because i trusted my body after that that birth was just so healing you know having that baby in my arms like i healing in a lot of ways because i didn't trust my body honestly for that third after that loss i I didn't i I was like you betrayed me but it, it didn't um yeah. And so, yeah, it just, we just so much knowledge and trust bonding. It, it just all came full circle. And he was like, this is what birth was meant to be like. So and he went from, <laughs> we're going to be in the hospital and I don't want anybody else there <laughs> to like, so there was okay, like 11 we, people <sighs> at the, at the birth, birth suite, suite. <laughs> with my third and he's so. like before you go into it he's like okay i'm on board but like okay yeah, yes <laughs> to afterwards where's the, where's his mind to, at like yeah he I was like them. that was so cool he will so he's gonna laugh at me for saying this but <laughs> oh, be mad maybe but he so after trisha's class he would go to work he works construction with a lot of other guys and he was like i'm an informed <laughs> dad <laughs> you know he's like because he knew and it yeah. does knowledge brings power and strength <sighs> and and it just how it just changes things so i have another friend who's going through this very thing right now <laughs> where she's taking trisha's class her and her husband are and he cannot stop talking about it to all his friends <laughs> all his family everybody that he's yes. meeting you just can't help it yep, it's exactly. exciting it's 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 empowering but it's also like contagious yes it is it totally is and so then i started finding this community <laughs> too of like oh my friend had her babies at home oh these daycare oh. kids that i watched were born at home what oh my You're gosh like, I had no idea. so then it's like you start talking to all these yeah. people and you find all these people and you know it's like when you buy a new car and you, then you see that car everywhere. It yeah. was like that. Like, honestly, <laughs> yeah. like after we had our baby at the birth center, people were like, oh, you had your baby outside of the hospital? Me too. Yeah. Like, so they start telling you. And I'm like, oh, I should have told me before. But there's this little bit of a stigma too, where you sort of keep it yes, quiet. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Whatever. So yeah, he was like telling everyone it was so great. We were home. Like, That's awesome. Yeah. He's like, yeah, we... We were home. We actually stopped by his job on the way home from our, <laughs> our third baby. And he's like, that was amazing. So great. You know, so How funny. Yeah, it was. He went back to work, told all the friends and everybody that you should have your baby outside the hospital. <laughs> it goes so much better. Oh, my gosh. But the hospital's great. And it's That's there fun. for a reason. But yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. Yes. But having it outside the hospital is pretty yeah it was it was a great experience for us like yeah. i said yeah that's awesome that's great well this is not the end of your story because you've got one more baby <laughs> yes let's hear about is it a boy 
Yes. A a baby boy. boy. Okay, let's hear about your boy. We had a baby boy in November, so just almost three months ago. Um, Got pregnant with him. um, And I was like, we could do it at the birth suite again. Mm -hmm. But my oldest at the time was was almost five when he was going to be born. She really wanted to be there. She, she loves birth. She (laughs) wants to go with me every time I go to one. (laughs) She's always like, I want to go. She watched birth videos with me, all the things. So she wanted to be there. So she was actually kind of my driving factor of being home. Okay. Because I knew probably it would happen in the night again. It's really common for births to happen in the middle of the night um, or labor to start going. And so I knew if I went into labor and then kind of like woke her up, got her in the car if she was on or crying or anything like that going to the birth suite because at this point we lived in apple valley so we built a house and moved to apple valley so it's, it was about 35 40 minutes from mm-hmm. st george and so i just knew that like maybe that car ride wouldn't be that great <laughs> mm-hmm. and so um that was kind of my driving factor for staying home was her um because if she was asleep i could just let her sleep wake her up before baby comes out yeah and you know that was kind of like our plan and so i i was like bringing it up and my husband still a little was like yeah that'd be so awesome but like the birth suite was great too and i'm like yeah we're a little far from the hospital but it's like no it's fine i feel like it'll be fine and he's like you know he thought about it he's like okay yeah it'll be fine yeah yeah so um we ended up doing that unfortunately cindy that was out of her parameters. Oh. And she said, so I'm like, okay, well, let's just do the birth suite then. Let's just do okay. the birth suite. Um, but then if we did the birth suite, she still didn't want me to go home. So I would have to find a hotel or an Airbnb oh. or stay at my mom's house in Hurricane or something like that. But I had two toddlers. Yeah. And I didn't really want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, well, I don't know. And I had met Janae through through all of our birth village things and mm-hmm. meetings, you know, I knew her and I felt comfortable with her. I had just like gone with Cindy again because it was a great experience. Yeah. Um, and that's so, what you do. <laughs> yeah. I just, it was, I love Cindy so much. And, uh, but, but I reached out to Janae and she said, Oh, sure. I'll go up there. So just looking into my options, um, I had a consult with Janae and met with her and felt good about it and went back to Cindy and said, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to do it at home. And, you know, some tears were shed. And oh. and I was like, I love you, but, you know, we're, we're going to go this route. Yeah. And I felt really good about it, as, as sad as I was about not having um, the same provider. But um, switched to Janae, and she was awesome. My, my meetings with her were great. Um, I had gestational diabetes again. Mm. I ended up actually having to go on a little bit of the fast-acting insulin at oh. night because my blood sugar in the mornings, my fasting, were a little bit high okay um and so i ended up having to do a little bit of insulin but talking with janae she's like as long as your numbers are managed that's what i care about is and she was able to manage help yeah. you manage that yeah. so she was that's able awesome. so i was also seeing an endocrinologist at the time which was like a diabetes doctor mm-hmm. um so i was seeing him and Janae. so i was um being covered you know so and just to make sure you don't deal with any insulin or blood sugar issues Outside of being pregnant? A little bit of high blood sugar when I'm not pregnant, oh. but it's heightened when, when okay, I'm okay. pregnant. So yeah, we've we figured that out. Um, but yeah, so went on a little bit of that insulin around 
like 30-ish weeks until delivery. And um, so that was just, was kind of my plan. Yeah. Um, I was I was doing all the things that I was doing with my third. I was doing chiropractic care, okay. um, energy work, uh, foot zones, you know, doing all the things, uh, eating well, tracking my sugars, everything like that. And um, then I was having so many contractions, like from huh. like 32 weeks on. Oh my gosh. Um, inconsistent, but kind of strong. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, wow. And I remember um, at the date, the doulas event, actually, I was like 35 or 36 weeks. And I was having them like really close together and pretty strong. And I was like, oh my gosh, I need to go home. Like, so I ended up leaving and going, getting in the bath and stopping the contractions okay. because I was like, whoo, okay. So, but then still that was like 35 or 36. I, every night from 5.30 to like 8.39, I would have contractions no more than like seven minutes apart. They wow. were between two and seven minutes apart for weeks for like three weeks wow so i'm like this baby's coming early like, yeah so oh my gosh she's coming early <laughs> nope. so i ended up texting janae i had an appointment at 40 weeks um i ended up texting her then the day before my appointment and said will you strip me at 40 weeks i am so sick of these contractions yeah. i'm so sick of the anticipation they, they were strong and i'm like oh my gosh like i actually had janae check me at 30 eight or 39 weeks and okay. I was like a one and a half two <laughs> I'm like oh just my like gosh like, but you could be that for weeks you know so yeah. I'm like whatever okay maybe this baby is not coming early um so I texted her the day before I said will you strip me I'm so done and she said as long as you know all the benefits and the risks and that's what you want to do then yes sure I will do whatever you want me to do yeah like okay sounds good <laughs> and then, um so go to bed that night I'm so irritable. I my husband is annoying me. <laughs> my kids were annoying me. Like I just was like, what's going on? Yeah. I was like crying earlier that day. <laughs> Anyways, I'm like, oh my gosh, we're laying in bed. My husband's eating this cracker and I'm like, <laughs> can you please shut up? Like he, I was so rude. Oh my gosh. And then I'm like, oh, this okay. Let me just go to sleep. It was kind of late. It was like 10, 11 something. So I lay down. And my baby starts moving like crazy. He was a pretty chill baby in the womb. Mm -hmm. Like he would only kind of move if things were pushing on him. My arms, the seatbelt, oh. the steering wheel, a table. <laughs> he would kind of only move then. Uh -huh. Like he wasn't a mover. And the whole time. And his his heartbeat was always fine. He was fine. Yeah. I was, he was just chill. And uh, so he was going wild. Like he was going crazy, <laughs> moving all around. And I had the thought, he's going to break my water. And then he didn't and was moving around. And still for like 30 minutes, I'm like, what is his deal? Maybe he's just feeling all these hormones or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, I'm crying. I'm yeah. mad. I have all these things. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. He sure enough breaks my water. And that was like 1156. So okay. I hadn't slept. I'm like, no, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. And, you know. and and I'm anticipating my last birth. Like, oh, maybe I just want to lay there yeah. and do nothing. Um. Anyway, so water breaks. I had a doula at, I had two doulas and that was great so I called them and like I said I had a, a like 11 or 12 people at my previous birth yeah. I invited all of them again because I 
think women need women and they're my women and people that I'm close to. And I love just like words of affirmation and them cheering me on. I love looking up and seeing their faces just so happy and proud of me and all the things. So I call all my people. Um, and my husband loved that last time too. There was just so much support and so much love in the room. The energy was so good. And so he was like, okay, sure. You know, we can have all those people again. And, um, at our house you know so we I call them we get going contractions are three to four minutes apart I um went to the bathroom quite often like I just kept going to the toilet kept going to the toilet did a contractions there laid on the bed swayed around did the yoga ball um and then it was my husband's alarm went off for work and it was so it was like six in the morning and I'm like whoa it's been six hours how like what (laughs) this is crazy yeah and so you know expect my last was three and a half hours from water breaking to her coming I'm like this is crazy it's been six hours and so they checked me and I was like at a nine really squishy and okay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was at a nine and um but totally effaced. Which, which is why she said really squishy. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so so she's my Janae said, You honestly could just push this baby through. Like if you want to just kind of bear down, because I'm just waiting for my yeah. body to take over and start uh, start pushing. And it's not happening, not happening. I was handling contractions okay. They're intense. Um, so she said, honestly, if you want to just bear down and, and get this baby out, you can. And I was like, okay. She's like, you're, you're laboring fine, but like, you know, uh-huh. right, let's just see. I'm like, okay, sounds good. So I get in the tub. That was nice. I rented the same tub that the birth suite has okay. and it was great and so I'm in the tub and I just start bearing down and I could feel him coming and and getting lower with that and so and then my body took over which I was okay. so grateful you know and then uh I remember saying oh flippity flipping flipper <laughs> because I remember just that my babies aren't small so my third was nine six okay but she flew out Whoa, right that is like that's yeah big. so she was nine six um hands and knees in the tub and then this one I was squatting and they're like maybe he's just a little bit bigger um you know something because he because he was still like <laughs> zero station which he wasn't quite okay. he wasn't too high but wasn't too low and so you know I just bared down a little with those and then I just was like oh flip here he comes okay we got this so and my body was taking over um (laughs) his head came out and then we just kind of paused and I was like what is happening like you know when (laughs) your your mind is not there when Uh you're in labor and I was like how is this happening what is this how is this (laughs) I told my husband feel it and he said "Ooh, I don't know and I was like do it so he feels (laughs) it and was like yep he's hanging out like and so I'm like which okay sorry to interrupt you but for those who don't know at home the Uh, listeners this is totally normal oh yes this is like a totally normal thing to (laughs) I just forgot she forgot because she's in the middle of pushing out labor land yeah (laughs) so so that's why it's funny what is happening I literally am saying all of this out loud and people are giggling at me yes (laughs) I've I've 
seen 50 plus births, but you wouldn't have guessed at this point. My husband's even looking at me like, what's wrong with you? I was like, like pull it together. Yes. Girl. Like, what? And I was like, what, what do I do? Just blast him out. And I said that and Janae, everyone's laughing. And Jason, Janae's like, did you tear with your last? I said, no. She's like, just guide him out then put your fingers and guide him out. And I was like, Okay. And so I, I just kind of started pushing again. And then Are you in the water, by came. the way? Yes, I'm okay, squatting yeah, yeah, in the okay. water. And so a contraction came. And then uh, she's like, I'm going to push him t- forward and you grab him. And I was like, wait, I don't understand. I'm still in labor land. So whatever. Nothing makes he, sense he, right now. He comes out. And well, she said, he's coming. He's coming. I said, no, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> but he was. So I, I reached down and grabbed him and got to catch him. And that was really cool. I brought him to my chest oh, and uh, it was great. And come to find out his cord was around his neck twice. And oh so they maybe were like, oh, that maybe it was keeping him up a little bit. It wasn't tight. You know, I didn't know until Janae told me. Yeah. She just un- undid it. Wasn't wasn't an emergency. His heart tones were great, everything uh-huh. like that. Um, but they were like, maybe that's kind of why it took a little longer. So he was nine three. Um, so <laughs> he was still a little bigger too. Yeah. But yeah, no terrors, no anything. Kelly, that is it so was funny. Great. I I was a little silly, <laughs> but like <laughs> labor was fine. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I loved grabbing him and bringing him to my oh Aww. we woke up my girls so oh, we were home and we ended up waking my my two-year-old woke up herself around whatever and came in and uh then we went and woke up my four almost five-year-old and she was so excited and, and was right there in the action it was like what's that what's this looking at and Jenny <laughs> was so great with her and it was it was so fun that's really cool so Aww. it was great I loved being home I just loved jumping up in my bed and and being home people coming to me you know and helping with anything I needed it was it was awesome Kelly that is amazing that's so fun (laughs) what what diverse stories you have yes (laughs) just yeah different places different people different all of them very different yeah um why don't you talk just for just for a little bit about your business? So you've been a doula now for yes. how many years? Two, three, three, yeah. three years. Yep. Okay. Three years. And um, are you taking clients right now? Yeah. Okay. Yep. What's your Instagram? It is desert underscore doula underscore. Okay, perfect. We'll tag her. So don't, <laughs> yeah. if you need to go find it on our page, um, you can do that. Um, tell us a little bit about like, uh, philosophies that you have as a doula? Ooh, I, I honestly believe that you should birth where you're going to feel the most comfortable. Um, like in my stories, my husband and I were like, yeah, let's not do it at the hospital. Finally, after learning all of these things, but it's okay if you want to birth wherever you want to birth. Like I said, I've, I've birthed all the places. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. So, um, but for me, it was where, I, it was where I was comfortable. So if it's not going to be comfortable for you, your body's not going to be able to relax. You're, you're not going to be able to stop thinking about all of these thoughts that you have about, you know, wherever you are, whether yeah. it's, you feel like you should birth outside of the hospital, but you're, husband or cousin or friend or mom or whatever birthed in the hospital so you want to go there but I I think trusting your intuition and going where you're going to be comfortable is going to be in your best interest no matter no matter where it is because you you can 
get all the knowledge you can get all of the um info you need research but it's like you are the one going through this and Mm -hmm. you are the one that needs to get this baby out and in your arms and you you know best Mm -hmm. i would say you you, the energy is going to be big too totally of uh, yeah i just think you need to birth where you are comfortable and that's where your body's going to work the best and so i love being a doula rather than a labor and delivery nurse because you can go wherever you want to go with your clients and wherever your clients needs and it's great i i really love that advice and i want to echo the same advice by sharing just like a really quick story i have a family member who was interested in a home birth but she just kept feeling like she was supposed to be in the hospital and then come to find out there was kind of an issue with her baby that they were able to handle in the Mm -hmm. hospital and it was perfect and amazing and it just goes to show that like even when you know all of the things you know you've done your research you have just like kelly said there's still that intuition that plays a huge factor and just you got to listen to it for sure and a, and a really good doula like kelly <laughs> is going to support you wherever wherever you need to be so yeah. that's awesome thank yeah. you yeah. thanks for sharing all your stories <laughs> thanks for telling us about yourself and um i've i've really enjoyed it and i think that our listeners will too yeah thank you so much for having me check us out at the birth village podcast i will share whatever whatever pictures that kelly is um interested in sharing with us and you can send us a dm and let us know if there's any any types of stories or anything that you'd like to know about we love to provide episodes that benefit you guys and are exactly what you want to hear so let us know send us a dm on instagram at the birth village podcast or you can email us at the birth village podcast at gmail.com one more time kelly's sorry kelly's not email instagram is desert underscore doula underscore so check her out and we love you so much we're so grateful for all of you and all of our listeners share this with someone that you think might enjoy it and please as you go about your week remember that empowered women empower women